Hello and welcome to the Like I Care podcast with me, Soph Beresford. Social media can be both a joy and a real pain in the arse. We can't deny it was a godsend during the pandemic to help us all feel connected at a time when we couldn't physically be together, but can also be an awful breeding ground for trolling, overwhelming comparison and poor mental wellbeing. But for many of us who rely on social media to grow our business or raise awareness of important issues, we've got no choice but to try and find a way to navigate this tricky love-hate relationship while protecting our well-being. So I decided to invite my good friend and award-winning podcaster Taylor onto the podcast to chat about this topic in more detail. Anyone who has followed the blog or the podcast for a while will know I absolutely love this man. He is one of the greatest people I've met through Launching Like I Care. He has been both an inspiration to me and one of my greatest cheerleaders. In fact, he is responsible for my podcast existing in the first place of encouraging me to take the plunge into the podcasting world. Anyway, I'm going to stop fangirling Taylor and get back to the reason why I wanted to invite him onto the show. I wanted to speak to Taylor because, like me, he has no choice but to rely on social media to promote his popular podcast, The Waffle Shop Podcast. Taylor invites a wide range of guests onto The Waffle Shop to talk about mental health and music. I know I shouldn't really say this about another podcast on my own, but it's definitely worth a listen, especially given he isn't afraid to invite some cracking guests onto the show, including Sean Paul, Scarlett Moffat, Perez Hilton and even Carol Baskin. I should point out that uh, both of us are very bold with our language, let's say, so if you are particularly sensitive to swear words um, or you have young people sort of sat around listening to this episode, please be warned in advance. Right, let's get started. I am absolutely delighted to have my very good friend Taylor here today. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very excited. Like that, you put, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but like I feel like <laughs> a little bit giddy because one, I get freaked out when I'm sat on this side of the microphone. Well, no, I'm always sat on this side of the microphone, but you know what I mean? I know like, what you mean. On the other side of the interview kind of thing. And two, like I'm absolutely buzzing that I'm here talking to you on a lovely Sunday well, afternoon. I'm glad you said excited and not something else because if you were like, yeah, I'm uh, just, I just want to get it over and done with, I'd be like, brilliant. Okay, here we go. <laughs> People that have followed, I suppose, either of us um for some time will know that thanks to our podcast blogs, etc., that we've become very good friends as a result. So Definitely. I'm delighted to be able to have you on no, and to talk about something that I know affects us both in, in different ways. So it's good to just have a chat about it and hopefully it'll resonate with other people and help them. So I think thank you for making time the... for me. This always you know that but I think the subject I think it affects a hell of a lot more people than we think it does because I feel like there has been moments when obviously when we get into the topic that we wanted to say stuff to each other but we didn't want to come across as like oh I don't know if I can say that kind of thing whereas I think the beauty of both of our podcasts and like you like the blogs and stuff like that is the fact that if you don't talk about this kind of stuff it's very easy to bottle it up and then it becomes toxic and all that all the other unhealthy and bottled mental health shites that we both talk about on a daily basis <laughs> so <laughs> mental i'm going to put it in my bio mental health shite updating <laughs> as soon fun. as this <laughs> as soon as this school is over <laughs> but before we do all that as i do on every 
episode, I'm going to ask you what you don't care about, because obviously the podcast is all about things that I care about and subjects I want to talk about. So just want to find out what you genuinely don't care about. You know what? (laughs) I think I had about three or four ready to go for this. And I was like, no, because what do I don't actually really care about? And then when I started to like get to the nitty gritty, I was like, well, no, I do care a little bit about that. But then, so what I'm going to go for is the fact that I do not care about like people's like dating lives. And this (laughs) sounds, I don't know if this mainly sounds like a bit like cutthroat, but there comes a time when like, if you're not happy with someone, you can make that change. I don't (laughs) want to, like once or twice, I will sit and listen to about like, oh, my friend's like, oh yeah, you know, they're having a rough patch, this, that, and the other. Yep, it's over, not doing that. And then a day later, their WhatsApp picture has changed to back to a picture of them and their partner. And then I don't hear from them for like a month. But then yeah. when the shit hits the fan again, I get a message like, hey, mate, do you fancy a beer? And don't get me wrong, if my friends need to talk, they know for a fact that I'm here to talk about anything apart from their dating life. Because I'm, and even from a celebrity point of view, the fact that we're too concerned about like who Kardashian is dating or she's just broken up with what's his face, Pete Davison. But the planet is literally on fire. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? So our priorities are like brilliant as yeah. like human beings. Yeah, I think it's difficult as well in those specific situations where your friend, and I've sadly been that friend, so I really can't judge anybody, but as the friend that's trying to support that person, it's mm-hmm. difficult when they keep repeating the same behavior and you eventually run out of, out of advice and yeah. you're like it's the same stuff I told you before like, I've got nothing left to give you get it because we've been in situations and I think I don't know if it's because it's from a triggering point as well because it's so easy to fall into that kind of like oh things aren't going to get better like this is all I know this and that whereas me and you were both sat here of like we got to a point where we're like you know what we were sick of our own shit like we need to break this cycle. We need to kind of start doing stuff about it. I obviously start waffling about it. You start writing about it and obviously podcasting. And it's like, I broke that circle. I broke that cycle, sorry. And now I can kind of direct my time and energy into where it needs to be. And I know obviously everyone's on their own journey and people take different kind of paths and it takes longer to get there. But like, if I'm sick of your shit, surely you must be sick of your shit because that's the thing like how do people not get bored of just listening to themselves tell the same story because you can hear it like I used to get really bored being like wow here we are again and I think the other thing is as well when you've been in that scenario (laughs) it gets really frustrating seeing your friend do the exact same thing and just going I know I know (laughs) how this ends like listen to me like I don't want to be that person that thinks they're right but I'm like I know I'm right I know I am right (laughs) you know I just think it's just a massive waste of time like we're here once like we deserve to be happy like I don't want to hear like oh you've had like four weeks of like constant downs arguing this that and that but you've had one nice day like that should tell you everything and I'm not sitting here like an expert in relationships or anything like that because you and I both know I'm very much not an expert (laughs) when it comes to like relationships and things but come on like we've had a lot of time taken away from us with this pandemic like we deserve to be happy if something is not so it's like serving its purpose or it's making you know you upset or affecting your mental health or whatever it might be you have got the power to change it it's scary but honestly, once you've ripped that plaster off and like, you know what, guaranteed 
in a week, a month's time, you'd be like, what was I doing? Seriously, what the hell was I doing? Wasting my time in that situation. So I hope yeah, you're I, listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, I, as I say, I look back now, six years of dating before I met uh, Liam and, oh God, there's so many things I would do differently. And yeah. one, I remember the one piece of advice my mum gave me, she was like, Sophie, it's just meant to be easy. It's just meant to be, when you find the right person, it's just easy. You know, it's not hard work. It just all fits into place. And I was like, no, 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 because I'm meant to be with this person for X, Y, like convincing myself that, you know, yeah. it's meant to be what you see on the movies and, and the TV shows where it's like they fight for each other and it's hard work. And then it really, you know, when you get to the final point when you're together, it was worth all the hardship and all that kind of stuff. It's like, no, that's just total no. shit. It makes for good drama, doesn't it? So, yeah, once I stopped being brainwashed by all that shit, it worked out. So that's why I do I do try and not be that preachy friend, but deep down I'm like, please just save yourself six years of shit. <laughs> like I've been there, trust me. Just, honestly, just just stop it. Just come mm. like just take your head for a bit of a wobble and just be like, do you know what? No, this isn't working. Like, because believe yeah. me, like there's a lot of people out there who spend their time with the wrong people. And it gets to a stage where like the regret kicks in, like, I should have done this. I should have done this sooner. And these people who are sitting around thinking like, oh, maybe I'm too much for that person. Like you're sat around thinking like you're too much for that person, but you, you might be there's just the right amount for someone else. You're just not giving yourself a chance. So social media, we're going to try and be quite balanced in the argument. It's hard, it's, it's hard but we're going to try and give it a go. Okay. But let's start. I think it's very fair to say that during the pandemic, we all relied on social media. We all relied on everything relating to online platforms. Yeah. So with that in mind, how do you feel that your relationship has changed with social media over the last, argument's sake, two, three years? So before the pandemic hit, obviously I was just using it as like a bog standard like you post like the highlights that's all you were doing you were kind of like showing off I felt like I was very much like no one could see the bad side or like the you know like the bad times or anything like that I was only ever posting like the good times like with my friends and stuff like that which is it's obviously it's quite a nice thing to do but it also turns into a bit of a you feel like you're kind of competing with people but then I think it all changed when the pandemic hit and I started like the waffle shop and stuff like that and like the Instagram page because I felt like I had more of a purpose for social media. Like it was not only did it become like a, a platform that I kind of relied on for myself, it actually, I'd go as far as saying it actually changed my life for the better because during the pandemic and kind of being as open and vulnerable I was about like my mental health or kind of like what was going on with my mom, it allowed me to connect with other people like yourself. Like there's a lot of other people, good people that, have come from it so I mean I'm trying to keep it balanced as you said because I think without it I wouldn't be in the position I am now from like my career my my confidence like even as far as I say like certain aspects of my life without it but there's also I've gone through a real kind of tough time with it that I know when enough is enough like I know when like things like you're on like a scroll hole or I'm starting to look at numbers or I'm starting to look at like other people and I'm like oh that person's getting this that person's getting that like no one's like liking you know this post 
And that's when I'm like, nope, that's not what you're here for. Like, you're not going down this road again. But as much as I really relied on it, it was also very much nearly the end of like the podcast and it all because there was there was a time when I was so wrapped up in like the numbers and kind of like the followers and stuff like that that I was like I was driving myself insane I was like losing sleep over it like if my like if my follower count went down by one that's it my mood is awful like why why has someone done that to me and whereas now I just like that's not what you're doing this for it's an outlet for you. It's a safe space. It's a, a way for you to connect with like-minded people that, you know, value your time, value kind of like your work and kind of what you're going through. And so that side of it, I'm really grateful for. Um, but the other stuff, like there's still days when it gets to me, but it's probably one of the most toxic things I've ever had to deal with. Yeah, and I think it's, I don't know about you, but during the pandemic, I think there was this real sort of community feel of, everybody was dead chatty and you just I don't know if it was using social media with rose tinted glasses on or I don't know what it was we kind of I suppose during the pandemic everybody came together didn't they so I don't know if that kind of like seeped into my view of the of social media and you know the conversations I was having I was reconnecting with people that hadn't necessarily spoken to for a while or or reconnecting with people or or connecting with people I should say that I'd, I'd never really spoken to for the first time so it just felt like a really kind of like nice place to be, which you wouldn't necessarily say that all the time on social media. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it was totally um, issue free because I think that would be a really naive thing to say, but it just felt like a real sort of like warm um, group of people. And then it's almost like as the pandemic carried on and as we re-entered this new life, I suppose, for want of a better term, it all changed again. And it doesn't feel like you know, those connections that I've made with some people, like there's there's people like you, for example, who I know I've genuinely built a friendship, but there's other people that I thought I've built something similar and then it hasn't, you know, it's, it's kind of like as life yeah. opens up again, people reprioritize and all of a sudden this warm community where everybody's saying they're there for each other, all of a sudden you just hear slamming of doors and like, right, yeah. that wasn't, was that genuine? You know, so I, I feel think- like it's, I, I agree with you, but it, if, for me, it felt like that community element turned into a competition element. Mm. So we've kind of gone from having like, yeah, we've all got this, we're all in this together, to you're getting more followers than me. I'm not going to, I'm either going to unfollow you or I'm not going to engage with any of your content. And it's like, well, hang on a minute. Like what happened to like, we're all in this together and this, that and the other. And it's just, it, I think it comes down to that whole thing of like, people want to see you do well, but never better than them and that like especially like on Instagram like is very much on a daily basis is like what I'm seeing but I think I know that sounds very negative but at the same time you and I'm kind of saying this to myself now as well as obviously to anyone listening who might resonate with this but focus on what you have got out of it like I've made like a friendship with you like I know for a fact like I can text you pretty much whenever and be like, oh God, I've got this. And like, and I hope obviously that you feel the same way when it comes to like advice and stuff like that. And obviously I'll help where I can. And there's a lot of people out there, whereas I feel like you have to flip your mindset a little bit when it comes to it. It's a horrible, it's a very, very horrible place. And especially from a mental health community, like doing what we do, like on Instagram, 
it's very difficult to fall into that kind of trap but I've also I've met some very good people that have a positive impact on my mental health and it just proves that like we're not on our own with it because you obviously get very wound up about the same thing I get very wound up Mm -hmm. about and the same kind of accounts and stuff like that so if we're feeling it there must be a hell of a lot of other people feeling it as well so I think for anyone who's listened to this like you just kind of you've got to ignore the bullshit and just kind of you keep going remembering why you started doing what you were doing and I think yeah even if you don't run a page like ours you just have social media as users like we were before we launched our various platforms like I can I think competition is definitely the right word to use because you do it very much that that sort of feel has definitely for me been created not only from being you know content creator but also just as a general user because I have like the two accounts it does feel like yeah people are as you said perfectly summed up people are like to see you do well but not better than them and I definitely feel that it feels like especially from a content creator perspective sometimes unlike during the pandemic where it was like let's all get together and support each other and you know like if I can help you or um, you can help me yeah let's you know let's really support each other and be each other's cheerleader it kind of feels now that it's like well why should I you know prove yourself sort of yeah. approach you didn't like my last post so I'm not gonna like your person like you like a post because you like the content you like yeah. what they're putting out like and I'm probably going to shoot myself in the foot here but like if you don't like what I'm posting right for the sake of a number just and follow me mm. like if you don't like what I'm putting out because it kind of you're wasting your time you're wasting my time kind of thing mm-hmm. like it's and it's quite demoralizing because well, I mean we were talking before about the amount of kind of time and effort goes into creating like content and some of the times when especially from a mental health point of view like we're kind of being very vulnerable when we're either like writing a blog post or we're speaking about on a podcast or we're doing like an Instagram reel, whatever it might be. It takes that, it, it's quite brave for us to do that. And then sometimes when you are met with that kind of negativity or that community, I did like, for anyone obviously just listening, I did the quotes <laughs> sarcastically, um, that it's like, well, we're quite clearly, are you doing this? to support people with mental health like break that stigma that you're all kind of shouting about because I, I don't feel that anymore and it, it makes me feel like well if not many people are engaging with what I'm putting out then why should I keep talking about it talking it's, of I suppose social media and its impacts do you feel like again let's just use the last few years as just an example rather than you know when, when it first launched way back when um, but do you think it's changed your relationship with yourself and other people which I suppose has kind of semi been answered by what we've just discussed but in terms of like your relationship with yourself have you noticed 100%. a real difference definitely I think it's kind of it's it's given me a bit of a life back in a way because of the especially from the pandemic and using it the way that we were like on a daily like so I mean now when like Apple sends through that like oh your your screen time's up and it's like 12 hours a day you're like that is 12 hours of my day that I'm spending on my phone and it's not just on my phone it's like if it was just on my phone doing other things or on the phone I'd kind of understand it but I know for a fact it is 12 hours on social media like Spotify like whatever it might be like I've in just just scrolling through consuming kind of stuff that wasn't really like it's not good for me so I think from that point of view, as much as it kind of 
it had I had to go down that kind of rabbit hole with social media to get to the point where I was like, nope, you've had enough now, switch your phone off. Like you don't need to be like you're missing out on all this kind of stuff going like on around you. Because I know I used to be always be that person who'd like post on their nights out or like film for Instagram stories and stuff like that. Whereas now, like I'm very much in the moment. Like I need to be around people like don't get me wrong social media is great but i'm telling you now you will not get the same amount of serotonin or the same connection for people unless you're sat next to them having a laugh having a joke that's where you should be you that's where you should be being social not online i have said this to so many people because as everybody will know i adore harry styles so going to see him was just (laughs) amazing um and different to the last time i saw him as well so yeah I was really looking forward to it. We had a good, like, decent view, uh, packed into the Trafford, I was going to say Trafford Centre then, very different vibe, the Trafford Centre. <laughs> <Shopping Center. laughs> yeah. Um, Christmas lights. Our Trafford, yeah. <laughs> and as soon as he started, all the phones came up. Yeah. And now, there is an element where it's like, I'm not being funny, I had a great view until you all lifted. So there is an element of, like, being pissed off in that sense. But also, I just found it really tragic that the only people that were really dancing was me, my housemate, and my friend that also came with us. Mm-hmm. Like, be in that moment. You're never going to watch these videos watch back. The... I was literally about to do you say know what I mean? Like, okay, there'll yeah. be the odd song. Like, I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I've never, like, I never recorded gigs. I do, yeah. but I'll always pick like two or three songs, record yeah. like maybe the chorus, which is like what 20, 30 seconds. Then that's it. I don't sit there recording whole songs, or the, the couple of girls in front of me were, were recording the whole concert be in the moment yeah and do you know what i find really awkward is when people and it's really nice but you know when people like used to phone people like when certain songs come mm. on because they remind you of them well now obviously people facetime and obviously mm-hmm. if they're holding their phone up obviously if you're looking at their phone that person <laughs> is then like you feel like they obviously can't see you because the camera is obviously facing the stage but like you're making like weird eye contact through a phone yeah. of a complete stranger of someone's mom's yeah. crying to like as it was by Harry Styles you yeah. like this is not what I bought a ticket for like exactly like and also I'm sorry yeah watch a shitty version of this gig yeah back on your phone yeah exactly it's and that's the point isn't it like you pay so much money for it and it's frustrating for for other people around you like I just want a good atmosphere and there are yeah. some bands like when I went to see Green Day shout out Green Day one of the greatest bands on earth <laughs> but they because it was a different age group, you know, it there were there, there were hardly any phones out, and the atmosphere just felt so much better because people were in the moment, yeah. you know. And it just I came away from Harry Styles being like I enjoyed myself, obviously, because I just think he's amazing. But it could have been better because of the people around me, you know. It yeah. had nothing to do with him; it was because of the way that people were reacting around me. Whereas Green Day, I came away being like that was absolutely awesome. I'd do that again in a heartbeat. So, yeah it can really have an impact on you and those around you, can't you? And those kind of atmospheres, just, as you say, be in the moment, you paid enough to be there. God, it's only getting worse. But now you've kind of lost your opportunity. Now you're watching it back, listening to yourself scream over the songs that you can't even hear Harry singing. I like to think, you know, my voice always in my head yeah, sounds slightly singer. better. Yeah, but you're a no, singer, but, like, but then when I listen I'm to it back, I go, hard way. <laughs> <laughs> I so, remember being at a silent disco once at V Festival. So everyone's got these headphones on and mm. they're singing along. And someone tapped me on the shoulder and told me to shush in a silent disco 
when everyone's got there was like thousands of people in this big massive tent at a silent disco and you told them I, to shush oh i love a silent oh i love a silent disco love a silent honestly you just mentioned silent disco and instantly the serotonin rises to the top like, and i'm just like smile on your face. <laughs> just love it i absolutely love it so in terms of you know as we said before we use social media not just for as content creators but also in our sort of day jobs and I suppose to a certain extent you've you've covered this a little bit but what do you do to make sure that you're protecting your well-being while you're, you're using social media I think it's just known when enough is enough like I feel like especially like first thing in the morning if I the, one of the and I, I kind of kick myself every time I do it is that if the first thing I do in the morning is wake up and like go straight to Instagram it's kind of like an instant bad mood for me and I know that I'm doing it but it's just like it's just unhealthy the first thing I, you do when you wake up should not be is to check your phone it should be go to like your morning wee or something that should be your first like or to be honest, or you check your phone for like the like what time have I forgotten more time to like go to sleep if I woke up before my alarm. But I think that's probably the biggest thing that I do is like try to avoid it for like the first like 30, 40 minutes or up to an hour out of the day. But also if I'm scrolling and I'm particularly like not necessarily triggered, but like if I see something that I don't quite agree with, rather than kind of let it consume me, I'll just hit the unfollow button or just be like okay, I'm going to mute that account and stuff like the amount of people that I have muted. And it's not because they're bad people or anything like that. It's just, I, I'm on a different path. I'm at obviously a very different stage in my life now. And I just don't want to consume like bad because I'm that person where I've got like a bit of an addictive personality. Then I'll like, no, just consume bad stuff. And then I find myself going down like into this, like, I don't want to say depression, but like that kind of feeling of like, oh yeah life's really bad isn't it like you know you can't be you know happy you can't be this you can't be that whereas actually life doesn't work that way that yes there are very bad points but there's also some very good points and I think if we're consuming a lot more of the bad stuff we're going to feel bad all the time so I tend to now steer towards the people who make me feel good who support me and kind of I want to support them because I want to see them win you know that's the whole point of social media isn't it is to kind of champion people especially with the kind of like what we do we want to see people to be in the best version of themselves whereas there's a lot of people in this kind of mental health community that wallow in their kind of self-pity and I know that sounds probably sounds really harsh but I mean it from a sense of it that you know we're kind of preaching about all these kind of coping mechanisms and like breathing techniques or journaling this and the other and I don't actually think they do any of them I feel like I'm falling into a trap now sounding very judgmental no I think I, I know what you mean it's like some people do share lots of ideas as to what they do and you just think no one person can fit all this into one day and also I mean, that's why kind I kind of pages that they they're posting about like they're being like sad all the time so then for me as a content creator for me what like with my mental health it's like is the only reason people are going to listen to my podcast is the people only reason that people are going to engage with my content is if I'm sad. Whereas the truth of the matter is I'm not sad all the time. I have down days. Everyone does. I also have some very, very like good things like that happen that I should be sharing. Like and shouting about that make me feel good, not just bad. Yeah. I mean, we, we talked about this a lot recently because I think 
I'm a very different person and I'm in a very different mindset to who I was four years ago when I started the blog and even a different person to who I was when I started the podcast last September you know like a lot has changed I'm a very different person and it has made it difficult to create content because I don't I'm not in the same mindset as some of the people that necessarily follow the page so sometimes I have to kind of like put myself in the mindset that I was in and then that's not particularly healthy you know it can be a bit of a a vicious cycle but I know we talked about this a little bit before but do you you find it difficult to admit that you're happy do you feel like embarrassed to say you're happy if you're running a mental health page because I know I hesitate sometimes I'm like oh it's it's almost like rubbing it in the face of vulnerable people that's what the way that I look at it almost like I'm going I'm really happy I know you're not, but yeah. just so you know that I'm happy. And that's not the way it's intended at all, mm. at all. But at the same time, I think it's really important to show people. The reason I do it is important to show people that people that are in the position that I was in, it is possible, you know, it might take a few years, but it is possible to get to a better place. It takes yeah. a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of patience, but it is possible. So that's the reason I put it out there. But I always hesitate every time because I'm almost scared that there's going to be some backlash or people are going to think that I'm suggesting that my way is the only way to be happy. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just sharing my story in the hope that somebody might take something from it that could improve their life. So that's all the page has ever been about. It's about helping people to get to a better place that my intention for that has not changed in any way, shape or form. I don't, as we said, we don't get paid for this stuff. Like I do this out of the goodness of my heart. It's basically a charity. Like I just want people to get to a better place. I don't want to be putting people down, but I want to show the reality of I'm not going to pretend I'm unhappy when I'm very happy. And I have bad days, as I mentioned the other day on Instagram, because I'm a human being and life brings up stuff. But I'm not going to pretend that I'm in a place that I'm not just to keep a page going and to get more followers and all that sort of stuff. So I don't know. I've just ranted for about quite a minute, but I don't know if that's how you sort of feel as well i feel like you've waited for a long time to get that off your chest (laughs) maybe (laughs) maybe wasn't scripted (laughs) it actually wasn't i literally could see you reading that off i'm like another thing but i completely agree with you like to to a point where if i post a photo on instagram where i feel like things have been really good at the moment. The podcast is doing well in the charts or like life's good or I've won an award. Like these all sound really like name droppy, narcissistic dick things to say, but they're purely just examples. I'm not gloated or anything like that because that also isn't why we started doing what we were doing. But I then hardly anyone will interact with it or I'll see my followers drop. Yeah, if I post something like, oh, I've had a real hard time. Like mom's been rushed back into hospital bam it's like oh okay so this is what i need to do to get likes i need to pretend well obviously mom going to hospital obviously was incredibly sad but do i need to be in that mindset of feeling like bad and like down and like anxious and depressed because that's what people want from me but as ronan keating said sophie (laughs) life is a roller coaster there is a lot of highs, there is a lot of lows, right? So yes, we're documenting the lows, we're being very vulnerable, but why shouldn't we shout about when we're winning, when we're doing good things, like when we're like, when we're literally on top of the world? Because we have both been through hell and back with our mental health, with outside factors, like, you know, with everything that went on in like our personal lives, that 
our your blog wouldn't exist without those dark times my podcast wouldn't exist without those dark times these things have been born out of some incredibly painful experiences for us but they've now created something incredible for the pair of us so why would we not like shout about it like yes time and life and like you know th- life is shit it throws these curveballs at you but i don't care whether you're you know you've got a mental illness you've got a physical bit like physical disability black white gay whatever you might be you fucking deserve to be happy so there is a lot of content out there like but if it's making you feel a certain way and kind of like you need to switch it up because regardless of what you're going through like one it won't last but two you were not put on this fucking planet to be depressed and sad the amount of times that we are like you deserve to be happy it takes a lot of work but the only person that can kind of make that first step is yourself. So whether it is the kind of things you consume in on social media, or whether it's certain aspects of your life, like you have got the power to change it. Sorry, I just went on a rant now. No, 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 not at all. I think um, it just, it just, <laughs> it just made me think that um, obviously as mental health content creators, we follow people that do something similar. Um, so you end up with a lot of mental health content on your feed. Yeah. And I, I I suppose being kind of like shifting into this new mindset that I've kind of embraced over the last argument sake a year, I've really noticed, and I, I'd just be interested to see, see what your thoughts are. If you only follow those kinds of people, you are only digesting the same sort of content over and over again. Um, and some of it's very raw. Some of it can be quite triggering and all that sort of stuff. So I was just interested to think, to see if you think that, that can be quite damaging as well. So say, for example, you are somebody, not necessarily a content creator, but you are somebody that understandably is looking for some help. So you've gone on social media and you are only following pages, say that you're struggling with grief, that are kind of like associated with grief. That could be quite damaging because that's, you, that's all you're seeing. You know, you don't get, your mind doesn't get a second's break from that part of your life. Um, and as, as comforting as some of that content could be or can be, I think, and I don't know if you agree, that it's just helpful to mix it up. What are the things that make you happy? For example, dogs make me very happy. So I mix that into the feed. Mm. Obviously, Harry, we've touched on that. Music, I just try and make sure, and I've been really conscious about this over the last sort of few months of being like, oh, this is, you know, I need some kind of like happier stuff on the news feed rather than back when I first started the um, podcast and blog, et cetera. It was all about like connecting with people, building your numbers and all that sort of stuff, a like for a like and all that crap. So you end up with a lot of people talking about, as I say, some quite heavy stuff all the time. Um, surely that's bound to have an impact on your mental health. Well, of course it is. And then it comes back to the whole competition thing. Because now it's like, I'm competing to be sadder than that other mental health page. Mm. And it's it's because then, then the, like the, algorithm will pick it up on those kind of accounts and that kind of content that you're following and then even like when you're not necessarily looking at the the content the suggested stuff will show you sad things mm-hmm. and this is exactly why like I started unfiltered because it got to a stage where all I was consuming was mental health content I wanted to talk about different things like I want it to be kind of proof that yeah these bad stuff does happen good stuff can still happen so I started to switch it up and talk about different things because yes we consume a lot of mental health things but I struggle with my mental health but I still want to learn about like 
aliens i still want to look at like talk about all these other things or like music or the stuff that puts generally puts a smile on my face and that and i want to learn about these things like i don't think you're going to learn a lot from social media when it comes to like your mental health if that's all you're kind of consuming yeah it's really hard and like that's why with the podcast like people that don't listen are always like oh it must be you know is it keeping you in a bad space because you're talking about all of these and I'm like no because the whole point of it is to give people advice so they walk away that's why I always finish on the guest giving advice I always end it on like a positive note so they've got something to take away with them to get to a better place or you know to enhance their well-being whatever it is and yeah, I'm just very conscious in a social media perspective. It's like that. I remember reading something about um, how damaging kind of like social media echo chambers can be. Yeah. And if you consume the same thoughts, you know, people that share the same thoughts as you, same views, that actually that can be more harmful because you then can't see other views and perspectives. Now, I personally, I would find it quite hard to follow pages like, for example, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, yeah. not that you can follow him. Um, but because I don't, I strongly don't agree with what he's saying. I think a lot of the stuff he says is quite hurtful. So I don't think it's necessarily, or my interpretation is, I think those extremes could also be quite damaging, but, um, I suppose it's that mindset of like, if you just consume the same thing over and over and over again, that can also be quite damaging. So you need to mix it up. And I think in terms of the newsfeed, as we said, I think one of the most beneficial things I did was go, right. Okay. Are all the things that I enjoy actually coming through on this newsfeed and, you know, things that aren't if you're going through a really hard time mix it up with silly things that make you laugh yeah. like that was one of the most important things I did like the amount of times that things would come up and just break me out of that mindset or cycle I was in because it made me laugh for five seconds or 10 yeah. seconds or whatever you know social media doesn't just have to be about serious stuff all the time you know we get bombarded yeah. all the time by the news you don't need you know if you've got an area where you can change it and you can take steps to change it like absolutely grab that opportunity with with both hands and we do have that you know we we choose um a lot of the time what we consume in terms of following especially so yeah i i'm sure you'd I agree in saying both, no completely but we're both massive music fans and there's days obviously when things aren't quite going great for us and obviously we are having like a bad like day whatever it might be do you listen to sad songs or do you put on music that makes you feel good, puts a smile on your face, that reminds you of the good times? Yeah, 100% so, the latter. Why should social media be any different? Yeah, exactly. I completely agree. Like earlier this week, um, I was in a really anxious place for a reason that I don't actually completely understand. Feeling significantly better now because I just did the things that I usually do yeah. um, to get back to a sort of better place. And... Yeah, I was like, well, I'm, I'm not going to avoid, as you say, music is something that I couldn't live without. So I listened to a, <laughs> a lot throughout the day. But there was certain music that I was like, oh, I probably will find that a little bit triggering. So I probably won't yeah. listen to that today. Well, why do, why do we not do the same <laughs> in, yeah. with social media, you know? And this is what I mean. This all probably did sound like really like ranty, but like, I mean, we're both probably still quite guilty about some of the stuff that we've spoken about. And I don't think it will change, but I think we're, we're coming through the other side of it now. And I hope, you know, whoever's listened to this, who probably might have been in the similar situations to like to ourselves and being like, if it makes you think like, well, actually, yeah, I do follow a lot of kind of like accounts that, you know, put me in a certain place or they put me in a certain mindset or make me feel a certain way then you've got the ability to change it. Like you can, you know, you do switch it up, follow some dog accounts, you know, 
I've even put the phone down. I make a conscious effort now, like to stay off my social media, like at the weekends, because especially now, because I do it as a job and like obviously running like the accounts and stuff like that. Like, you know, when does it become too much? Like I have like my personal account and also have like the waffle shop. So it's just like, what do I share this? Like from my personal point of view, or do I share this for like the followers I have on there? It's, it's yeah. yeah. So I think when I get into we- that headspace. I just put my phone down. Yeah, and I think that I, I just always think to myself, like, I hate seeing so much. I don't think there's a lot of authenticity sometimes um, on social media. And I'm like, well, I can't control what other people do, but I can control what I do. So anytime I post anything, I'm like, who am I doing this for? Obviously, for the the blog um, and the podcast, it's very much now, that page is very much about helping people. And the other page, like, I used to post so much more. I felt like I needed to show all aspects of my life, like prove that I was doing stuff. Whereas now I'm slightly less asked, really, of being yeah. like, I don't care if you think I've done nothing all weekend because I've actually done lots of things. I just didn't feel yeah. the need to show you where I was all the time, you know? And you don't need to. Like, there's certain... And I think, especially from being so open and vulnerable that we are, like, on our pages and, like, podcasts and blogs and stuff, it's... There's certain parts of my life that I don't want the world to know. I don't want it on social media. Like, that's... Like, don't get me wrong. Obviously, it's nice to share memories and this, that, and the other, but by me worrying about like, oh, I need to take this photo for social media. I'm missing out on like, probably like five, 10 minutes of like laughing with my friends or, you know, go like watching like 10 minutes of a gig or something like that, because I'm so worried about what I'm going to look like in front of everyone else. And in the nicest way possible, no one cares. So if no one actually cares, why should I care? And, you know, we're here to enjoy ourselves. We're here to be happy. And I just think, as much as social media can be a bad thing, like a really good thing, it's just, I feel like if it's causing you kind of a lot of kind of like toxic traits and stuff like that, just just kind of switch it off, have a bit of a detox, because believe me, it's, it's not going anywhere. It's always going to be here, unfortunately, like this is it now. Um, but you're in control of what you consume. So I think that's I, probably something to remember. And I truly believe that those that really do care about you, those good people, as we talked about before, that you need to keep close, they don't care about what you're putting on social media. They're not, you know, they're the people that matter. Just bear them in mind and forget the rest. Who cares what other people think in terms of like how often you posted, where you are? They don't, often we're doing it for the wrong people, I think. And that's what is important to remember. Of course, everyone's trying to impress people that they don't even like. mm, Definitely. Which is really sad when you oh, think about it. Yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? I didn't realise how sad that sounded until I said it. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's true. So before we wrap up, what one piece of advice would you give to somebody? If somebody's listening now going, I know social media is having a real impact on my mental health. What one piece of advice would you give them to make their life on social media more positive? You know what? It's going to sound like really nerdy, but like I would generally just do a complete review of your social media. Because if it's people, pages, whatever it might be, isn't kind of making you feel good or it's making your mental health, you know, feel a certain way or it's affecting your day, whatever it might be. If it's a negative way, just stop it and follow. Like, do you know what I mean? It may be really upsetting, but believe me, like what matters is you and how you're feeling, like your mental health, like, and what it comes down to, like your happiness. So if there are, there are certain things like you're seeing online that don't quite make you feel good, follow some dog accounts. 
listen to some good music whatever it might be but you're in control of that like and ignore the numbers and just focus on like people and the pages and stuff like that that make you feel good definitely you don't owe anybody anything you don't owe anybody a like you don't owe anybody a follow if it's not making you feel good you don't have to do it thank you a drop now aren't they probably yeah (laughs) bring it on (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much for talking to me about this really important topic um as always absolute pleasure i will have mentioned this in the show notes but you've obviously launched a new podcast you want to tell us a little bit about that and how people can listen and all that sort of stuff yeah um it's called unfiltered purely again i think because it got to a stage and I think it's very fitting with this subject that we had spoken about because I was sick of talking about mental health like I was still experiencing it I was still kind of having that but it was like because I was consuming so much mental health content I was creating mental health content I was in this headspace of like well I can't learn about anything else I can't talk about anything else because that's what people expected from me whereas when it got down to it I was like I needed more so I had this idea started a new podcast called unfiltered and we talk about all things like what makes people beautiful with like supermodels like we're talking about like sex and stis with like with like sex experts and one of the most interesting one is i've recently recorded an episode about Tourette's because i find it so interesting especially from my mom going through like a neurological like injury and how like the brain reacts and stuff like that with pete bennett from who was who wouldn't be brother and it's these kind of conversations and these kind of people that i would only dream about having a conversation with and it's so refreshing because there's still mental health themes in there but we're talking about it from a very very different angle that i've never experienced before so i think yeah i think to kind of wrap up with like the consuming like what you want to consume kind of thing like it's it's that kind of break that cycle for yourself if you need to but living proof that you have done exactly that you've gone right this isn't serving me right what but but i enjoy doing the podcast what can i do how can i mix it up where it's something that i'm interested in i get something out of it as well as listeners and here we are we've now gotten filtered it is a great listen so if anybody um fancies a new podcast do check it out um if you can want to find you on socials and all that it's still waffle shop isn't it just the waffle shop, yeah. <laughs> I'm not very good at this whole self-promotion thing, as you can probably tell. <laughs> well, but, I'll just help. Yeah. I'll nudge you in the right direction. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you so much. I have loved having you. I'd have you every week if I could. Oh, I could, it. because it is I something it. I could, could control. <laughs> <laughs> but thank table. you. <laughs> no, it's a pleasure. I absolutely love it every time we catch up. I love it. And anybody listening, don't forget, forget to subscribe because it will bring me a little second of joy (laughs) and that's what it's all about I help you you help me